This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob right here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals just like you, where we explain why everything, every single thing you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite. And I am joined today by my call-in guest, fearless agent, new fearless agent coaching student, Daniel Hindmarsh from beautiful Rochester, New York. That's right. Home of Eastman Kodak. Now, uh, would you like to know some other fun facts for the listeners about Rochester, New York? Absolutely. The most important invention ever was the marshmallow. Did you know that happened in Rochester? Really? Yeah. So you can't do s'mores without Rochester, New York. And the first mustard was manufactured in uh, French's mustard. Rochester, no, New York. It's wow. famous for all kinds. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. You know, when I'm gathered around a campfire making s'mores, I think of New York. And mustard. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, so while you're thinking, you're, you're thinking cold. Am I right? Uh, I believe they have about 90 <laughs> inches of annual snowfall. Yeah, give or take. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So uh, that, which is something I am unfamiliar with in Scottsdale, Arizona. The, you know, Rochester is really home to the garbage plate. Have you ever heard of the garbage plate? No. What is that? Yeah. Well, it's it's a cheeseburger <laughs> with hot sauce. Oh, and now it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to go. He I, as soon as you said garbage, I thought no, that's not good. And then he had me a cheeseburger. <laughs> Oh, cheeseburger with hot fry or hot sauce, uh, meat No, sauce. Ramon is in. I can see the look on his face. He's in. Oh, it's the most amazing thing. I mean, I've, I've traveled a lot of places in America. It's still one of the best, most favorite foods I have. Okay, now enough of this real estate talk. Let's get down to the most important thing, which would be the headlines of the day. You know, do you enjoy the headlines of the day, Daniel? Oh, yeah. I always love the jokes. Okay. Not favorite, jokes. It's favorite, headlines. Come on. It's news. That, it's infotainment. <laughs> it's news that you can use. I think we have a sound effect. Oh. Uh, going along with our theme, uh, today is National Dog Day. Did you know that, Ramon? I did not. Yeah. They were widely considered to be man's best friend until 2007 when they invented the iPhone. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Where's the sound effects uh, of a thud? Here we go. I'll, I'll do we this. We need one. a thud. Oh, that's kind of a thud. Okay, so uh, let's start. Now, you had some questions, Daniel, about real estate. I do. So let's, that, that'll, that'll kill some time. That's what we need to do. <laughs> what do you got? So I uh, got a listening appointment yesterday, did exactly what we talked about. It worked brilliantly. What did we talk uh, about? Oh, how to address the objections uh, with the for sale by owners and expired, and just going right back into the root of them looking for the most money in their pocket. Okay. That's, that's what they keep. Make at. it about the money, and then you'll get there. It's all about the money. And it, once I realized after the discussion we had yesterday on the conference call, it just it was almost like an epiphany, and it almost was just the eye opening. Oh, he's using big words, Ramon. 
Oh, my God. <laughs> I think I went. Wasn't that the Epiphany concert where they sang the song, I Think We're Alone Now? I'm sorry. That was Tiffany. <laughs> I got to get that thud sound How effect. old am I? Oh, my God. So but, uh, Yeah, light bulb went off. And um, so I set the appointment. I have the appointment actually later this evening, well, at 5 o'clock, whether it's afternoon or evening. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, what you call that. But It'll anyway, still be uh, morning here, but that's beside the point. <laughs> That's right. So I have two, three, four, five. Pretty, I'm pretty comfortable with that, and as far as with the uh, overall presentation. And when you say two, three, four, five, you mean the tracks on the audio recording that is the Fearless Agent Listing presentation. Mm -hmm. So, so for those of you tuning in, maybe for the first time, he's going to go to the Fearless Agent Listing presentation and do the opposite of what all other agents do. So you will. Uh, ring their doorbell, smile, pay them a compliment, take them directly to the kitchen table, and not tour the house, correct? That's right. Okay. And then uh, the worst mistake people make is they tour the house and then they sit down in the wrong spot. So you take them to the kitchen table, then you'll break the ice and then keep the small talk to a minimum, and then he's going to do the expired list introduction, show them what's at stake, that this is about success or failure, and then uh, then you'll go through the preview of coming attractions, which is an outline that's going to make them feel comfortable with what's going to happen with you while you're in their house, and then you start, and then you're going to do the for sale by owner. Uh, you're going to do the for sale by owner presentation, correct? Well, I had a question about that. Well, too. let's typically, let's answer that. Typically, uh, yeah, I, I would assume. But with being on the phone with him, he seems really open to as long as I'm not charging more than six percent. He seems to be on. Board. I smell problems ahead already. Wait till he finds out you're charging seventeen percent. That's be, that's well, I told him that if it's ten percent that I'm charging, as long as you get more money in your pocket in the end, that's all that matters, right? Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Okay." Mm-hmm. So he's um, a nice, sane, smart fizzbo. He is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. Is he married? Um, no. Well, I don't know, but the the property is his. It's mm-hmm. actually a uh, – he doesn't live there. He well, you rental, said sane. That's why I asked if he was married, so if he's not married, he's yeah, well, No, well, I didn't say not. that. Don't tell yeah. my wife I said that. <laughs> well, that's good. So now here's the uh, – Here's the two ways you can go. You can you can go. I, I think I would do it this way. Go with the for yeah. sale by owner presentation, and when he stops you and he says, "Hey, Daniel, look, this this for sale by owner idea. I don't know what I was smoking when I came up with that idea. No, I know I need a realtor. Uh, then I wouldn't do that. Then you I would, move right into then the I go right to the expired list. Um, but yeah. I think I would not skip that step otherwise, because at the end of it, um, he has to be sold on the idea that doing the 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 purpose of the here's the here's the principles of sales in real estate. So for those of you tuning in, please write this down. You never talk commission until they're sold on the price, and you never talk price until they're sold on listing with you tonight. And you would never talk about you and your company, in other words, do a listing presentation to somebody who's not sold on using a realtor. So really, the purpose of the for sale by owner presentation 
is to sell them on the idea of using a realtor. So at the end of that, you'd say, now that you know the facts and the reasons why, uh, assuming I'm the world's greatest agent, isn't it a pretty good bet that you'd be better off with an agent? I mean, be honest. So he'd have to say yes to that. Right. So you could, if he says, oh, no, I'm done I'm done with this FISBO idea. I don't know what I was thinking. You'd say, okay, so so it would be fair to say then if I was the world's greatest agent, and I am, not the world's most humble agent, but the world's most, uh, <laughs> it's a pretty good bet that you'd be better off with an agent. So see what he says. And if he says, I don't know, then you go back and start with the for sale by owner presentation because that sale has to be made. Right. Because he may be nice, sane, and smart, but be temporarily deluded into thinking that, uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, there's a statistic. I love the sadistics. We need a sound effect for the sadistics, don't we? Don't some, we need that? Some kind of evil, we scary need a budget sound. Yeah. So we can get some sound, more well, sound we'll, effects. We'll, one step at By a the time. Way, I'm going to enjoy coffee. Do oh, we have a okay. sound effect for that? We do. That's the other sound effect. Uh, Oh, I love the Folgers coffee. So, um, so the for sale by owner uh, presentation is dispels the. Oh, I know what it was. I was uh, there was a NAR. Remember the NAR, not the NRA. The NAR, National Association of Realtors. They have uh-huh. a statistic that says that uh, on average with no statistical difference between the houses that for sale by owners sell their houses for 16% less than realtors get. Now, that's the average realtor, which is not great, but the average realtor would get you 16% more for your house. So if you're not charging 17%, like I recommended to you there earlier, uh, they (laughs) they would be dollars ahead if they had an average experience. Now, with you, they're not going to have – they're going to have a way above average experience. But um, And the funny thing about that statistic is that I had a little farm area of 5,000 homes where I kept pretty detailed records about all the sales and the prices. And you know most polls that wouldn't have a sample of 5,000. So that's a pretty, pretty good thing. And that – was true. It was exactly 16% in my own farm area when I was an agent. So I know that's real. But um, so anyway, then if you if you don't if you go through the for sale by owner presentation, which I would recommend you start, uh, and then go to the listing presentation, then you'll start with the expired list intro. Then you'll go through the outline, which is the preview of coming attractions, that would make him feel comfortable with what's going to happen. And then you would ask him the four questions. That's what's going to sell him on you. And where is he moving to? I'm just curious. He's actually, he doesn't live there currently. It's, oh, a, it's, a, it's a rental. Oh, where is his money? I'm glad you said this. So where where is his money moving to? What's he going to do with them? Is he going to spend it or invest it? In what? He wants to take the money and put it into a either his existing business or a new business, but he wants to invest the money once he sells it. What is his business? I didn't ask that question. I didn't catch that. Oh, you need to be more curious. 
I know. I wonder if it's marshmallows or mustard. Do you think there's any chance of that? Probably. <laughs> Probably. Maybe combining the two. Oh, did yeah, we just invent we something? Yeah, we did. Marsh mustard. I would call it Daniel Hindmarsh mustard. What do you think? The Hind marshmallow. The Hind marshmallow <laughs> mustard stuff. Okay. Let's get back to real estate. What was the question? So, yeah. So, so to address it, if, I, if all goes well, Bob, I get the listing. Mm-hmm. What do I do with all the paperwork? Do we sign everything all at once? What, mm-hmm. you know, because there's a lot of stuff to go over with them. Yeah, here's that's a that's a good thing. So write this down, folks. In what I would what I did is I created listing kits. So, and I would recommend if you can do this on paper, that would be great, uh, rather than uh, DocuSign or something dorky like that. Well, wallpaper still exists uh, in a listing kit, which I would have some in my car, some of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have a manila folder, my favorite product from the Philippines, and in it on the top would be the seller property disclosure statement. So that's the thing he's going to fill out saying, I know this to be true and not true about the condition of my house. Okay. So do you have, is that what that's called? <laughs> seller property disclosure statement? Something property like that. Property disclosure agreement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the first thing he's going to sign. So that goes on top. Below that would be the, the actual listing agreement. Now, some, in some states, the listing agreement is broken into two parts. One is the legal language, the agreement between you and him, and then the property profile, which is the how many bedrooms, the measurements, all that kind of stuff, may be broken in two. If they're broken in two, save the property profile stuff for last. So the so it's first uh, seller property disclosure statement, then listing agreement, then would be agency. After that right. would be lead-based paint agreement because uh, every house in Rochester has extra lead in the paint, I happen to know. <laughs> and mercury, There's just for fun. Uh, and then any other disclosures, like in Arizona, we might have pool disclosures or, uh, or wastewater, you know, septic, sewer, that kind of stuff. You know, it's every, every right. state's different. So any of that kind of stuff, any, anything that if you didn't go to get signed, you'd end up in jail or get fined. And then the very last thing you want to start filling out is the uh, property profile. So what would the way to go is uh, I would hand them – when they invented that uh, seller property disclosure statement, I thought this is a gift from God because now they have something to do while I'm filling out the listing paperwork. So – Rather than think up all, rather than get seller's remorse, in other words. So I would, I'd hand him a pen. I'd say, this is a document that's going to keep you out of, uh, keep you from getting sued and all that kind of stuff. So you're claiming what you know to be true and not be true about the condition of your house. And the purpose of it is that after closing, when the buyer says, hey, you never told me that the, thingamajig was broken, you'd say, actually, we did tell you that in writing. You signed it, so don't go calling Goldberg and Osborne just yet. So that keeps you out of trouble or court or something like that. So 
you work on that. That's a little homework assignment for you. I'm going to be here with you to make sure you get that right. And then you hand him the pen and he starts doing that. Now, psychologically, he's putting pen to paper. He thinks he's listing his house. That's what that's what the I beauty see. of that is. Then you And that's the first step. And I'm sorry, Bob, that's mm-hmm. the first so once we do the listing presentation and they agree that that's something they want You've to agreed do on the end. price and everything. Mm-hmm. Right. Then you say, I've got a little homework assignment for you, and I'm going to help you with it while I'm here. And then and then you kick that off. So then he's doing that. Then you just start filling out the listing paperwork one after another in the order that I uh, mentioned. And then when he's done, he will set down the pen, and um, then you say, okay, let me take a look at that. And then you pick up the pen. You look at it, you swing it around to him and you say, okay, I need you to sign right here at the bottom. And then he is signing his first signature. And then you say, this is the agreement between you and me. This is your house. I need you to initial right here for the lockbox. This is uh, this says I get paid 7% no matter what if your house sells. This says I get paid zero no matter what, if your house does not sell, this says you agree to stick with me for as long as it takes, and I need you to sign right here. And then, okay. so I always did a one-year listing, and then uh, then I do agency. I give him a brief explanation of what that is about, which is inside information that I'm not going to be sharing with anybody. Uh, and then uh, just go through the rest of that. And then I'm – so, however – However far I have gotten through that property profile, when he's done, he goes, okay, I'm finished. I go, oh, what do you know? So am I. So that's, that's the beauty of that. So it just makes it smooth. Excellent. What other questions do you have? Yeah, of course. So how long, how long would you say the average appointment usually is? Well, that depends on how lonely and talkative they are. <laughs> and it right. wouldn't matter because I'm already there. And if I'm going to get the listing, you know, sometimes it's three hours because it's the Batan death march because it's the lonely little old lady that uh, – but, you know, however long it takes, it takes. The reason I ask that, Bob, is because I want to know how to schedule my appointments. At 2.30 so. in the afternoon and 7 p.m. at night because if you were – if you had a 2.30 afternoon appointment that went two and a half hours – you would still be able right. to eat dinner and make it to your 7 p.m. appointment. The 7 p.m. appointment, it wouldn't matter how long it goes. Right. And always schedule them at 7 if you can because uh, there's something magical about the 7 p.m. appointment because they're not going to at 8 p.m. say, oh, one of us has to go pick up the kids from soccer. You know, that, that doesn't go. By the way, if this is the, it's time for the shameless plug. You know, we need shameless plug um, sound effect. We're going to have to work I on I will that. write that down. <laughs> Search that out. So, by the way, if any of this crazy stuff that we talk about here at the Fearless Agent Podcast makes sense to you and you happen to be earning less selling real estate than you wish you were and you're open to the idea of having some help, if you would like to learn more, you can call me anytime at 480-385-8810. That is my cell phone. And we'll see if you, like Daniel, and what you're trying to do is a good fit for what we do. If it is, you will get rich. If it's not, we'll just admit that to each other. And I'm still happy to help you in any other way I can. So uh, also go to Fearless Agent 
fearlessagent.tv and subscribe and go to fearlessagent.com and watch our webinar, our free webinar there. It's about 45 minutes long. Take notes and then go to fearlessagent.com slash speaking, I think it is. Just go to the speaking page in the in the menu bar. There's about a 25-minute excerpt from a two-day event that I do that would be helpful to you also. And again, you can always call me anytime at 480-385-8810. If Daniel, if somebody was thinking about doing coaching or not, what would your recommendation be? Oh, it's worth every penny. Just the material, the information, the insight, the jokes cutting off it's just it's 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 incredible yeah it's great and i can't wait till it's perfected because it is a mastery of sales it really is all right well i'll perfect it one of these days don't worry (laughs) sure you will keep we keep improving every day keep trying i'm just going to keep trying okay what other questions do you have yeah this is an interesting one i had bob it's about the pricing of the house now, you know how we, when you go through the presentation of the listing presentation or pricing presentation, sorry, you talk about saying, okay, well, if we're at 185, maybe we'll drop it to 179.9. Now, my question is, okay, why not? Now, if someone searches, let's say someone's searching between 160 and 180, and there's other people searching 180 to 200. I'm so glad you listen? asked this question. I don't think, I don't think we've ever talked about this. So here, yeah. here's the. So what he what he's referring to is why would you list it at one seventy nine nine instead of one eighty, right? Right. Okay. So uh, for one reason, what's the difference between a uh, hundred and some thousand dollars and two hundred and some thousand dollars in dollars? One dollar. Right. Okay. One ninety nine 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 versus two hundred is one dollar difference. But right. it sounds like a hundred thousand dollars cheaper. So that premium pricing thing that you see at the gas pump and all that, that's real. It it, it hypnotizes you. I'm hypnotized into thinking it's cheaper. So that's one reason. Right. The other reason is you said when people search from one sixty to 180, which by the way, they never do. This, this is a fairy tale that never happens. The way people search is they say, this, I want this many bedrooms, I want this many bathrooms, at least this many square feet, I gotta have a two-car garage, I gotta have you know, built-in jacuzzi, I gotta have all that stuff, and the most I'd be willing to pay, I could pay 300, but I don't want to. Let's see what we can find under 200. So they search from 200 all the way down to zero. So nobody ever searches a range. Even if they did, though, let's say they were searching from 160 to 180. No one ever buys at the bottom of their range. Anybody who's searching from 175 to 200 ends up paying 225. The right. question is, how many realtors have they gone through by the time they get to 225, which is the house they're <laughs> going to buy? Probably seven. So the you're never going to harm yourself by being – certainly 199.9 would be better than 200 for that reason and many others. Makes sense. Fantastic then, uh, question that made the host look smart. Did you see how that – It was amazing. Yeah. 
I look like a genius. You now, look I? smart every I'm week. I'm a very good-looking man, too. Have you noticed that? Okay, let's I'm just keep to, it at smart. I'm happy to assist you there, Bob. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You're okay, welcome. what other questions do you have? Yeah, so, I mean, I'm sure this is going to be a simple answer because you always make it seem so Well, simple, we have to stretch but, it out, though. We have time to kill. <laughs> That's right. So uh, I had a few other calls that I got through yesterday. Um, one of the prospects admitted to wanting to hear what I had. So he, he said that's interesting. I'm not totally sold how you can do that yet, but um, I, I sort of want to hear. I do want I do want what you're asking me, and that's most money in my pocket, but just do it over the phone. I, I don't I, – I, you have pictures on online. I don't have time to talk with you and meet with you. Just you know, tell me quick over the phone what, what's your plan. So if Ed McMahon shows up to his door with that giant check for $10,000, he doesn't have time to go to the front door? He doesn't have time to go to the bank? I I knew knew he'd make it so simple. I knew he'd make it so simple. Yeah. So is that what I say to him? No, you say these words. Write this down. Holy cow. Write that down. Holy cow. Yeah. I learned this from Floyd Wickman, my mentor. Holy cow, you must be the second busiest guy on planet Earth because I know I'm number one. Let's do this. Let's find a time when you and I can meet. And by the way, just before we ever do anything crazy like that, I just want to make sure you are not allergic to money. Is that true? And then you booked the appointment. Yeah, yeah. And he'd answer, I'd be like, no, of course I'm not allergic to money. And okay, then so you're money. not going to be offended when I plunk tens of thousands of dollars that you cannot get any other way, with or without an agent, into your hand. You're not going to be offended. Well, no. Can I explain over the phone that there is only one way to do that and how I do it? Sure. Do you know what that way is called, Daniel? What's that? Bob's way. And here's how it works. (laughs) Step number one, we're going to meet. And I like to meet with people in the afternoons or the evenings. Do you guys have nine to five jobs? And then I book the appointment. Anybody who's too busy to meet with me is allergic to money. That's a true fact. (laughs) Fantastic. By the way, let's plug Daniel, shall we? Daniel... Hindmarsh Mellow Mustard. Okay. Daniel Hindmarsh in Rochester, New York, Snow City, USA. It's also called Flower City, isn't it? That's right. 585-813-5261. Now, I've never been to Rochester. Uh, What's the average sales price there? Well, you. it depends on what towns you obviously are. So, I mean, we have well, Rochester. Some place, Rochester. I would well, I would probably say about one thirty, one forty, somewhere around there. Okay. It would be more and if I, it I, wasn't I, thirty below zero. <laughs> That's the thing. I'll, I'll Why is right the crappy house cost three hundred thousand dollars here? It's because there's hot chicks in bikinis all year long. <laughs> You pay extra for that. We also have marshmallows here, too. We do so. have marshmallows, yeah. and you don't have to roast them. They're already pre, you know, they just, just fall leave off them the in the car. That way. That's right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, we have time for one more question, Daniel. What do you got? All right. So, um, 
if you were to say what's the most important thing in real estate, what Ooh. would it be? Well, uh, coaching with fearless agents? <laughs> is that what I'm supposed to say? Ramona's <laughs> clapping. I'm getting a sitting ovation from, you know, I, I would say, I would say this, uh, that's a, that's a, I would I would almost have to agree with you in some regards too with that response, Bob. But anyway, go ahead. You know, when I was new, I failed miserably for five years, and yeah. uh, people said, you know, uh, they used to. I remember, <laughs> I mean, they had this uh, these added. There was a title company that had these attitude is everything signs. Well, I failed miserably for five years while having a fantastic attitude. Uh, people would say, you know, the secret, Bob, is you have to learn about financing. So I learned all about financing and made no money. And people had all this, all this stuff. You know, the secret is uh, marketing, and I learned all about marketing and made no money. The truth is, it's the sales business. It says salesperson right on my license when I got my license. It says for sale on the sign. And for some reason, if you don't coach with me, I'll bet. I don't know another coach in America today that teaches sales. I I don't know what that crap is. They teach snappy comebacks for every situation. I don't know what you'd call it, clever comebacks, arguing better than some other people. has absolutely nothing to do with sales. So if you are great at sales, you could know nothing about real estate and you would make a ton of money. You could know everything there is to know about real estate and know nothing about sales, and you'll be broker than broke. So I would be, I would be a sales expert in real estate, and real estate sales is different than most other types of sales. I see people who have a very strong sales background. They get into real estate. That almost guarantees their failure for some reason. I'm not sure why that is. I have my own theories, but um, – but I think you just need to be great at the and, – and real estate is simple because every customer is, is one of three type of people. They are either a buyer, they are a seller, or they are an investor, or they are a combination. They could be all three. So you don't need – more than five presentations. So if you have I my default setting is there must be a presentation that would make this outcome happen for the benefit of the seller or for the benefit of the buyer or the investor. So if it's a seller only and they're not going to buy from you in your town, uh you could not need more than three presentations. You might need a for sale by owner presentation. You for sure need a listing presentation and you for sure need a pricing presentation. So at the end of the uh, for sale by owner presentation, they have to say uh, the purpose of it is to get them to say, yeah, I don't know what I was thinking about this FISBO idea. That was nuts. The purpose of the listing presentation is for them to say, even at the end of the four questions, which is before you've taken the tour, they really have to be saying, Daniel uh, is the guy that I can trust. He cares more about me and my money than any agent I will ever meet with. He seems to relish the idea of making the buyer overpay for my fairly crappy house. He's the guy for me. And at the end of the presentation, they're going to say, yes, 
We're going to do business with you. You tell me what to do and we'll do it. So that's the purpose of the fearless agent listing presentation, which always works if you're sitting in front of the right people. And then at the end of the pricing presentation, it's designed with one purpose in mind, and that's to get every seller to say, why don't we just underprice our house right off the bat? And those three things have never happened in the history of real estate to a non-fearless agent even one time. So I'd be great at sales. If I, if, I could, if I could only be great at one thing, it would be great at sales. The people who suck at sales will always tell you, oh, it's about relationships or some scammy right. junk like NLP or the disk profile or some ridiculous crap like that. So if sales is about nice people helping people uh, that need help getting the best outcome. It's just it's just that simple. But it's a great presentation that will make that happen because a lot of the things are counterintuitive in, in life, I think. So, Well, Daniel, did you have fun on the big show here? Oh, that's fantastic. I hope they'll come again. The yeah. really big shoe. So Daniel Hindmarsh, again, you can call him at 585-813-5261. Refer your buyers and sellers to or from Rochester, New York. He will help you out and do a great job the way any fearless agent would. And once again, I want to thank all of you for joining us today. Please do visit us at fearlessagent.com. Subscribe at fearlessagent.tv. Please do give us a five-star review of this podcast on whichever platform you listen to it on. And you can always call me directly at 480-385-8810. And until next week, have fun, always be humble, but above all, be fearless. Thanks, gang. Oh,